Hey, you're listening to the Rush the Bus podcast. I'm Pete. And I'm Julie. We're both paramedics, we're partners, and we work in Brooklyn. And we love hearing other EMS folks tell their stories and what it's like to work in their system. Thanks so, for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it. Rush the Bus, behind the 744 Case Avenue, I have 760 Case Avenue. Yeah. So, I was talking to Dwayne before. Dwayne, how many kids have you delivered? Uh, I've only had two, actually. Two? That's it? One I just caught, and another one was pretty much out before I got there, but, yeah. There's people with so many kids, bro. Yeah. There's some people. No, there's a ton of people who've caught, like, tons of kids. I know. Oh, yeah. That's, like, my uh, scariest uh, thing. I, I... Terrified of delivering a child. Yep. I'm absolutely with you. I do not want to deliver any kids whatsoever. So I got one and it it was like a breech with a cord and then like a leg. Yeah. Pick me up now. I don't know where to cut. I'm like, I might as well just go for it. (laughs) And then Julianne, she's like, Yeah, let's deliver this baby here. It'll be good. Yeah. I like it. I mean, if it goes well, it's exciting. It's like the best call you can have, you know? Yeah. But if it's not going well, then it's also like the worst call you can have. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Um, I had one. Uh, it, was, it was pretty pretty bad, I, I guess. I don't, I don't think you've ever, I don't know, in East New York area, there's this one, uh, there's this one crackhead that we picked up several times had no idea that she was pregnant every time that we picked her up. So oh, my get God. Call, get the call to go there. And, uh, of course, um, it's a uh, baby out. And, you know, I'm thinking it's a totally different apartment, not the same woman. Get there, and it's the same lady. I, she, I, I'm sure she had to know she was pregnant. She just didn't say anything. We always picked her up for the unconscious or something like that. Mm. There was the man and everything else. Wow. Was she big? Oh, she's very skinny, very small. Um, wow. The sad thing is, is, you know, the baby was, uh, we thought it was premature, but the, the doctor was saying that she was such a drug user that yeah. her body pulled all the nutrients from the baby. Um, oh, my God. Just uh, pale, and you could see through the skin and everything. It was, it was pretty bad. How yeah. long allegedly was she? How far along was yeah. she? Uh, she said eight months. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I think Janelle, Janelle's with me. No, she's not here now. But Janelle was with me on that call. We oh, got she there was? And, <laughs> yeah, we got there. The baby was out already. BLS was doing CPR on the baby, and skin yeah. was jello, which was weird. Um, and we still had to transport him. Like, wow. Wow. That is wow. awful. I had one in the Bronx where the lady, she was like, she... She didn't know how far along she was, and she had um, she had like no prenatal care, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, my blood pressure is high." We're like, "All right, you know, we'll bring you down to the truck, bring her down." Her pressure was like ripping high, and the guy I was with, he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I've been on for all this time. Tell me like, how great he is and everything." And so I'm like, yeah, "She's pretty clear." I was like, "Yo, call the medic." He's like, "What?" So she wanted to go to like. And a hospital was further away. Initially, I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't know. 
So then I was like, well, you know, your pressure's pretty high. Let's just take you around the corner. Thank God we did because for one, the hospital we were going to go to didn't do OB at all. And we got her upstairs to L&D and the doctor's like, oh, we're just going to have a look here. She was like 10, 10 centimeters, like fully effaced. And she pushed like once and the kid flew out and it was like, it already had like, it was like fetal demise. Mm. Uh, but she had like no idea. So Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like those are horrible stories, you know, like, and I think that's like what a lot of people fear when, you know, you have like a OB labor job. And I think I lucked out in that, like the first one I ever had was like really good. You know, I was with a partner who had like been present for his own kids delivery, like not that long before. And we got up there and like the lady opened the door and it like smelled so good in the house. Like she was just cooking and she had music on and she was like, yeah, I'm having contractions. You know, they're like a minute apart. And I was like, okay, is this your first baby? And she's like, no, it's my fourth. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, uh, well, you know, come on the bed, let's take a look. And like, she was crowning and you know, I popped open the bag and like everything went everywhere. And, uh, we brought, you know, we got the baby out. I mean, she pushed like twice. There was, that was it. It was like not hard. And we cut the cord and we were good. And then we called for medics and like, it was like February. So I remember I had like the baby up against me. And when I got to the truck, I had all like slime on my work sweatshirt, you know? Um, but it was like a good call. It was very exciting and you know, everything was so healthy and perfect. That so works felt, with your skin, right? You could like rub that on your skin. Well, I don't know if you would, but I mean, you're not supposed to, they say you should, uh, they don't, you shouldn't do anything if you don't want to, but you can delay washing the baby for something like 24 hours. It like protects their skin um, because it's like that waxy stuff. I forget what it's called, but um, yeah, like when they come out, most of the time they kind of start washing them and wiping them down right away. But if you leave that, it's like a protectant because they went from, you know, 98 degrees, humidity, warm, you know, moist climate to dry air. And then kids get like all types of dermatitis, like newborns always have like pimples and acne and like scaly skin and stuff. So Never knew that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you, yo, Dwayne, you know what a wet nurse is? No like i mentioned the word the other day about a wet nurse and pete was like what the hell is that and i'm like that's like a historical thing like uh wet nurses have been around for centuries they're basically women who nurse other women's infants so um it's it used to be in europe like they did it for royalty if you were like an aristocrat or a noble uh you didn't nurse your own children like some wet nurse did. And it was usually like a woman of lesser rank and, and maybe even like a poor woman. But then in the United States, they, the colonizers brought that over here and they used slaves to wet nurse their own children. So there's like a huge history of like um, African-American slaves who like wet nurse white children. And so those children were bonded with them, but then they eventually became their slave masters. So wet nursing is like a very kind of interesting thing, but yeah, if you're still nurse, if you're still producing milk, you can nurse another baby, you know, like that, you can nurse any baby. Selma yeah. Hyatt nursed a baby. I don't know if you remember that a few yeah. years ago. I didn't nurse a, yes. Yeah, she like she got some flack for it, but she went to I forget where she visited, but like they had presented her like this 
baby that was like starving and she had a newborn at home and she ended up nursing this baby and uh people were like oh my god that's crazy but it's like well not really like if you produce milk you can give nourishment to another child or person or adult i mean whatever you like you know she's 54. Selma Hayek? yeah <laughs> i had to look up what she looked like i was like who is that she's gorgeous i thought the mother like i, I guess i don't know maybe it was just in my head that that they produce something specific for their child like well enzymes yeah i mean so when your child is born if they go through like the vaginal canal they pick up like different um bacteria and like antibodies from the mom um that's why even with cesarean births they were talking about like trying to take some cultures from the mom's like vagina and like kind of giving it to the newborn because that protects your kid for this you know several months that you're not immunizing your kid um but they do i mean breast milk is great in that like if you if your kid is getting sick your body will produce like the antibodies to that germ and so my breast milk will like be protective of my own child but even if that even if you're nursing someone else's kid um your body will will respond to that child and also we drink cow's milk which is not protective of us in any way you know so i mean like it's you're still getting all the nutrients and fat and calories that you need you know maybe you're just getting different antibodies but it doesn't hurt you know it's not hurting you that's awesome yo the, the yeah. stuff you talk about in the ambulance bro <laughs> some <laughs> wild conversations that go on I know. First time I've done, I've hit this topic. I don't think I've, I think I've been <laughs> away from the topic in the ambulance every time. So. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like I talk Peter's ear off about random stuff, but he totally does the same to me. I know like various but, things about towns from a hundred years ago and like why certain parts of a boat are named what they are, like random stuff, you know? So. You know, you never know when you're gonna, you know, have to know where the gunnels are. I don't know. Make a boat one day. Who knows? Yeah. And I had this one, we did this, this other OB job. It was uh, these hipsters and they had a home delivery and like a water bath. Oh. And I guess when the kid came out, it like spooked the midwife or something. So we get there and it looks and this, so she hands us this paper and she's like, you need to read this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So you read it and it's like, you have to walk in the room and then you have to state what your business is or who you are what your business is it was like five or six different things it was her birth plan the mother's yeah. birth plan it included something about stating your business like I, it did you had to say why you're in the room what you're doing that i was yeah i mean she was sitting had, and looked like a shark attack it was crazy well you lose a lot of blood when you deliver a baby you know mm. that's fluid um, but you know, you, 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 you know, not every woman does, but sometimes you can develop your own birth plan, like what you want, you know, like I'd heard I, it went well, like some of it I adhered to, and some of it went out the window because you like think you're going to feel one way and then you go through it. Mm -hmm. I wanted music. Like I really wanted to hear music. And then, uh, my, at the time my husband was trying to play music and I was like ready to kill everyone in the room, like shut it off. Like it was like, I was in so much excruciating pain that I was like, I can't hear that right now. Like I need to focus all of my energy into breathing. Like, please shut that off. You know? 
I had like a playlist and everything, and I was like, nope, no, pay off, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but my my stuff did go more or less as planned. I wanted to delay the cord cutting, and we did that. And I wanted skin to skin contact right away, and we did that. And you know, I wanted a nurse right away. We did that. All that stuff. You guys got what you wanted. I, I did. Know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So from babies, <laughs> but, uh, we'll go to kids. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, pediatric jobs. Yeah. No. Yeah. We just had a, we had um, we had a five-year-old that was 47 kilos the other day. She almost weighed as much as I did. No, I mean, but she was a, she was a chunky little girl. She was, she was so adorable that. though. Yeah, she was like nice. what a cute personality, like what a, like a little chatty, cute kid, but um, she had like a nosebleed and it got so bad. Like, I guess the pressure backed up. So her eyes started to bleed like the tear ducts. So her, obviously her mom and grandmother freaked out and like called 911. Um, and then and he like, had hey, a blow. Her nose. <laughs> Yo, she blows her nose and his clot comes out. And I'm pulling it, and I thought it was gonna be like that big. It was it had to been probably like eight, maybe. A it was foot. like the size of a brain. It was. Yeah, and I had to like fight my, my normal comment of, "Oh my God, your brain just came out." <laughs> yeah, that was like the first thing that came to my mind. And I was like, "I can't say this because you know the mom's gonna pass out, and then somebody's gonna punch me in the face." Yeah, because yeah. it was a full house. The whole yeah. family was there, and everybody was upset. Everybody was really scared. Um, and actually, the girl once that clot came out like more or less it stopped. I mean, it stopped soon after there was no more eye bleeding. It just released that pressure. Plus she'd been cauterized like earlier in the week. Um, but she was so sweet. Like they went to the hospital anyway, but like, I don't know, some kids are so great. Like, you know, you're just talking in the back of the ambulance and like she was in kindergarten or pre-K and uh, she was adorable. It was like a nice little job. You know, thank God we don't have many horrible pediatric jobs. Yeah, I had an EDP. This kid, he um, he apparently tried to like smother his little brother or something. Oh my god! So it was like the stepmom had a new baby with the dad, and the kid was trying to kill the younger one, and so the house was like in disarray and shit like that. And like you just looked at this kid, and like you knew he wanted to kill you. And so she How said old that was he? He was like seven. So, um, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, has he ever done anything like this? You know, like hurt animals or anything like that? And she's like, well, we did have a puppy and we had to get rid of it. And then she said something about like, I had a cat and like something happened to the cat and stuff. I'm like, yo, this kid was like, he had no soul. Oh, he was God. scary. That's that kid horrible. was super scary. So, mm -mm. I had a years ago. I had, like I worked at a school. I mean, this is like twenty years ago, and um, you're that old. Yeah. Shush. <laughs> and like, uh, we had a group of kindergartners, and like the teacher that I worked with had put like candy canes on all these like holiday cards for all the kids, like the little candy canes, because it was like their last day before the winter break. And anyway, we we put them aside and then the kids went to recess or lunch or whatever and when they came back 
all of the candy canes had been taken off of the cards. And we were like, where are all the candy canes, you know? And like, no one, of course, is like confessing. And like, this is, you know, five-year-olds. So like, they had no rights at this time. <laughs> and like, we basically went through their school bags to find the candy canes. And this one boy who was like, really a creepazoid, like, they were all in his school bag. And we we're like, you took the candy canes and he was like, I didn't. And we're like, don't lie to us. Like they're in your school bag, you know? And he was like, I didn't take them. And I, I mean, literally I would see him like hit another kid and I'd be like, Aid, I, I saw you do that. Like, please don't do that. You know, we don't hit in this class. And he'd be like, I didn't hit this. I, I didn't hit. I'm like, I saw you hit. And like, I would get like insane because I was like, yo, this kid is a straight up liar. And it was like the weirdest thing for me because you know, my own kid doesn't always tell the truth. Obviously they don't want to get in trouble, but I'm like, I was like, yo, this kid is wild at five that he's like so just like nonchalantly lying to us. And I was like, this kid's going to be a serial killer. <laughs> so, I don't know. He was a disturbing child to me. Now he's an adult. I mean, he's probably like 26, 27, I'm assuming, you know. He probably works for um, parking enforcement. <laughs> what? Probably a parking enforcement agent. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that's who's coming around my way and getting people me. People have no souls at all. Not in this at area. Mm. Yeah, Dwayne, have you had a pediatric arrest yet or no? Pediatric arrest? Uh, I did not as a medic, though. It was BLS. And uh, this was a while ago. It was probably one of my first jobs, too. It, it hurt my soul, actually. But mm. it was, you know, the, the, the baby had complications in general. So it was yeah. no surprise that the child went into arrest. She had feeding tubes. And, you know, oh, man. It was... It was it, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. So, I mean, we tried our best. We, we, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do it. How old was it? About two months, maybe, maybe a little oh, less. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised to let the baby go home with all the complications that the baby yeah. had. But, um, but yeah, we had an arrest. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I haven't had any yet. So. Ugh. Peter, don't jinx this. No. I'm like, we keep talking about this like all the time. We're like, all right, so. I know. The rest, and you're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and, you know, Neil's going to show up, and he's going to do this. I know. Let's hope it's Neil and yeah. not some random lieutenant. That's always the thing. Like, Peter and I talk about this horrible situation, should it ever arise, if we have, like, a pediatric arrest, how we're going to, like, work it. Um, because I'm like, it's inevitable, like, that in our careers, we're probably going to have something like this. And it's like, Neil is always the lieutenant in my mind on scene, but I'm like, uh, yeah, how often does that happen? Yeah, that's, you know? that's true. I can't say who I can think that I don't want there. Uh, so, <laughs> we're just going to do telepathy on this. But yeah, there's, there's a few. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, we had, like, when Pete and I first started working together, we were, like, maybe four months into our partnership or something. We had, like, one bad job that was a pediatric seizure it was a stat up. Remember, it oh, came yeah, in yeah, as yeah. came in as a cardiac arrest, and so we're don't like, "Don't let firemen drive your truck either." You ever, have you had firemen drive your ambulance yet? I'm, I'm sure I have actually. Yes, um, you know, during that yeah. bad period. Yeah. The worst yeah. thing is, is that the fireman who drove for us was from the area, and he still got lost going to the hospital. Not surprised. I don't remember. I know we were like in our CSL area, like we're near. 
Bushwick, probably near Flushing or whatever. And we went to Wyckoff. So it wasn't like some far trip, but it felt like the longest eight minutes or so of my life because the kid, it came in as an arrest. And then when we pulled up, the, the firefighter who greeted us was like, oh, it's not an arrest, guys. It's not an arrest. And I was like, cool. And he was like, it's probably a febrile seizure. So right away, I was like more calm. I'm like, okay, these things happen. You know, not a big deal. And then we get presented with this kid who's like literally, uh, you know, having a seizure and it was like status epilepticus and he'd never had a seizure before. And like his parents were hysterical. And like, um, so, you know, we're in the back of the ambulance and I called uh, medical control because I think we wanted to give Ativan or something. And, and like, I'm talking to the doctor on the phone about like why I want to give this medicine particularly. And like, it was just like, he kept saying, so you want to do this? You want? And I was like, sir, like he's, he's still seizing, you know? And it was like, the parents were like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And I felt like, okay, like we're, we're ready to give this medicine. And I kept like repeating it back to him. Like, we're ready, you know? And he was like, okay, but did you try? And I was like, oh my God. And I just, and like, I kept looking up and Pete was looking at me like, can we give it? And I'm like, not yet. And it was like the whole time we're just, I'm like holding the kid's hand, like touching his hand and like, you're like he's trying not to freak out. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he's like maybe rubbing the dad's back or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're just like, hey, it's cool. We're okay, you know? But the whole time I'm like, if this was my kid, I'd be hysterical because the kid's seizure did not stop. It wasn't a febrile seizure. Like, it, we gave medicine. It didn't stop. We took him to the hospital. It didn't stop. Like, I think they ended up uh, transporting him later to, like, Presbyterian, you know, because they have, like, pediatric neurology and stuff. But uh, it was bad. It was like a really bad call. And that was like my first bad call coming back to the streets after having my own kids. So that was like when I was like, oh, Peter and I are friends, you know, because after that, I like cried in front of him. And I was like, oh, 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 you know, and I was like, okay, well, I guess we're partners now. <laughs> you know, like, you cry in front of him. No getting ready now. No getting ready yeah. now. Uh-uh. <laughs> Was it was it a continuous seizure though? Like he seized yeah. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Like even after he got the meds, like you know, it wasn't. It felt longer than it took, but yeah. Um, you know, it, it didn't stop. So. Yeah. I know that was scary, scary but like like adults, it's like yep, ten milligrams, slam it, you know. So. Or the yeah, vertical. we're like doing this weight dose, you know, all this. Yeah, you're stuff. like doing it in your head, and you're like, uh. Repeating it back, and this is how many kilograms he is, and this and that. And it was like, you know, the parents were just like almost the, the father was like more um, he was distressed. No, he was stoic though. I don't know. He looked like it was like the end of the world, you know, and like the mother was just like, you know, talking to her kid. But it was like, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was really sad because it was like, the kid was like maybe three. He's like this beautiful, like, you know, Polish, like white blonde hair, like angel baby. And then like his parents are basically kneeling over him and we're just like sitting there. I'm like sitting on the stretcher with the kid, like one minute, only one more minute, just one more minute, you know, hold on. What was the doctor's purpose for delaying or questioning? I don't know. I I think because why did he want, he wanted us to give midazolam or something, right? What, like we had Ativan at that short window of time. Remember we had Ativan for a while and, um, We wanted to use that because it was like a better, it seemed like a better medication. And, and we also, did we get an IV? I forget like what the deal was. But oh, we had an IV. Yeah. So it was just like, I yeah, don't know. We had the IV and I think it had a That's why we also, we were like, we want to give it IV in a smaller dose than just like hitting this kid with like some hardcore yeah. 
I am drug, like, let us do this. It's a little more delicate. It's a little more um, effective, like, you know, and uh, I don't know. I think he just couldn't understand why we didn't like just take the easy way. You know what I mean? Like, like if you have a seasoned patient, like most people like just sink midazolam instead of trying to get the, the line and get diazepam. I was with Elwood, like when I first became a medic and I was about to like draw up the verse. I was, I pulled out the verse. He's like, what are you doing with that? I was like, I'm gonna give him verse that. He's like, Mm-mm. he's like, you're not a medic, so you did it on a shaker. So ever <laughs> since then, ever since then, I'm like, yo, no verse that. Yeah. So. No, but it does. I I feel and like Billy Wolf, Billy Wolf, yo, like if you came back and you gave verse that, like he'd he'd like make fun of you the whole night. Really? Yeah, it's the same. Like if you use a combi tube. Yeah. Mm. I I I've used combi for the first time the other day. Actually. How'd that go? <laughs> A little weird, but yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I will spend the extra ten seconds on getting that tube as opposed yeah. to breaking up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's the I thing. Just, like, yo, there's so many places that that's like their first line, you know, yeah. or you know, there's those quitters that are like burned out and they're like, yo, I'm gonna drop it. You know, I'm gonna drop yeah, it. but I, I also out. think if we had better. Um, like LMAs or like King Airways or whatever, like those seem a little nicer and easier to use. And like, not that I want to do that in, in lieu of intubation, but I feel like those are like a little, I don't know, they're a little more user-friendly. They seem phallic like they work. Way. Well, they you are phallic. Like. Like. But I mean, it the combi like tube, it, the combi tube to me just always feels like barbaric or something, yeah. you know, and, and it's yeah. just... I don't know. And the only time I've ever been, I was with medics on my medic rotation in medic school and like they used one and like the amount of what appeared to be tuna casserole that came out of this woman's stomach, it was like a volcano. It like literally produced like this like shooting science project of like puke, you know? So I don't know. I'm just always like, ooh, I don't want to. Oh, look who's joining us. It's Keisha. (laughs) <laughs> Change your name, Keisha. Uh, hello, Janelle. Yeah, I hear background noise. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I just, I don't know. The coffee too. making her poor daughter clean something before she gets on the thing. Aww. What are you talking about here? I'm talking about you. <laughs> no, it just came out of the supermarket. So I'm sitting in the car about to drive. Ah. Oh, he's sleeping. Somewhere. Who's sleeping? Yeah. Do you want to sleep? Yeah. This is dangerous. I know. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know how many kids you delivered? One. Only one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm in. I'm in the late conversation here. It's alright. Oh, that's okay. Wait, have you delivered other babies outside the job? <laughs> yeah. Are you like a midwife? What are you doing? I delivered my own. Can I say? Um, I want to say maybe three as BLS, and yeah, the others were already out when I got the ELS. Yeah, mine have always fallen out. So. 
I have one on, like I said, I have one on the stairs once. She had like seven kids though. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. you, Peter. Yeah. Because you like that, um, the blood, the rush. And- I don't like that shit, yo. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. This is my blood. I even take a diarrhea job. Before Ew, no way. What is wrong with you? Hell yeah. Any day. That, that is crazy. Other than um uh, a birth, I, I love Obi. Yeah, me too. Well, I, I think I'm with Pete on that one. I'll, I'll take a shitty job over a birth. What? I, oh. I feel disgusting. If we have like a shit job, I, I feel like horrendous for the whole rest of the tour. Like when we had that job not that long ago where the guy was like laying in cat litter. We told you folks. Oh my about that, god! Right? Oh, no. Okay. But I, I literally went back to the station, shower, not showered my body, like washed my hair and everything, and I still felt disgusting. Like I felt like I wanted to go home because I was like crazy, yo. Because like we got there and it was, it was just weird. Because like, we went in the apartment, it was like a two family, it was like a two family house, and you go in. It's like, you know, kind of, it, it's an old house. So then you come around the corner and it's a little cluttered. And then the woman's like, oh, he's down in, over there. And all you see is like this TV and the firemen are standing there. And it's like, what are they doing? And there's a guy on the floor. It, they're like, he's right there. He's breathing weird. I'm like, I, I legitimately <laughs> had no idea what to do with this guy. Like I looked at him, like, I, I just don't know. Yeah, and because he was contracted. Yeah. So, and... So we asked the woman who was there, she's like, oh, yeah. Um, she, she, I'm like, well, who called? She said, I did. I was like, well, when did you talk to him last? She's like, ah, you know, a little while ago. And I was like, so you talked to him on the phone, and then you came here and you found him like this? She's like, um, it was no. just weird. Yeah, no. She goes, I live here. I was like, oh, okay, you live here. And I was like, you live up, you're his upstairs neighbor? She's like, no. Um. I sleep on that mattress right there. So like there's a mattress next to this guy that we're standing on and the whole place, like wherever the guy like pooped, she just like sprinkled kitty litter and like threw talc on him. And it was just like, yeah. It was like, uh, you ever see the movie seven with like Brad Pitt and uh, Danny Glover and they go in that house with all the air fresheners and it's like real dark. That's what this was. Like, it was like, like I turned my flashlight on at one point and it was like the biggest mistake ever because I felt like we were in a snow globe. Yeah. And it was like a snow globe of like just filth and cat litter and skin, I'm assuming. And like I'm just glad I still can't smell from COVID. So. Oh my God. Well, when we walked in the house, I just thought it was cat piss. Like I, I was like, Oh, they have a million cats in here. And then I realized like, no, it's this man. Like he's been peeing all over himself and she just throws cat litter on him. Yeah. Like and uh his and shirt she's like able body she could yes. yeah she's like oh. yes wow she was just obviously yeah. not all there but yeah. uh his he shirt he was wearing out. a tank top and his yeah he hadn't been out of the house in like what 30 years or 10 wow. years uh yeah it was like 10 or 15 i don't think and he had a tank top like an undershirt on and it was like hard plastic like uh, cutting it yeah he was like making that sound like yeah that's yeah. how, like, I mean, and the guy had a, a like, necrosis on his legs, and he had, like, a, a wound, a skin wound that was from his hip to his ankle, all along the side of his leg. Then the farmer, like, hey, we'll move the couch. And because it was, like, a couch in front of the door, and I looked at the lieutenant, and I'm like, 
are you sure you want to do that? He's like, why? I'm like, I'm kind of scared to see what's, what's under that couch when you move it. And then like they open the door and the girl's like, I didn't even know that door was there. Like, the couch cushion. You're saying the girl. You're not saying like an old lady. No, she was she was probably like in her fifties, I would say. But it turned out that was his girlfriend or something, apparently. And he's like uh, basically a guy who's like agoraphobic or something. He like never leaves the house. Right. She obviously also had like mental illness as well. And you know, but like the crazy thing was that couch, I I literally was like, oh, is this burned? And I realized like, you know, when you go to a DOA and like the juices leak out and like stain and like pretty much break down whatever furniture the DOA is on, that's what the couch was. And he was alive still. So you could see the outline of his body on the couch just blackened into the cushions because he'd been there for so long on the couch. It was... It was horrifying. It was like, like absolutely horrifying. Yeah. I don't know how we got into that from like childbirth, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that call. No. I'll take a childbirth every, every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, give me a shot any day. So. Right, there you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Shots yeah. are like clean blood. It's like quick and clean. And you know, I feel like, I don't know, childbirth is messy. Nice and fresh. Exactly, it's fresh. You know, you can smell the iron. It's like new, new blood. You know, I never <laughs> smelled that. Like people always like, yo, you what? can smell blood. I never. No. Yeah. I yeah, I get nauseated sometimes. Like I have to turn the heat down in the back because if it's too hot and the person's bleeding a lot, I feel like overwhelmed by that smell. I have to like turn the heat off because I get like, nauseous. Yeah, it's like so iron rich. You know, it smells metallic me so janelle how's your tour two life going you guys getting anything good over there on a day work what's that you guys got some crazy day jobs what's uh what do you got For on us? the day yeah well when oh, you come yeah, to work yeah, yeah. i mean i know your partner's trying to divorce you so. you, have to, you have to speak up well, oh. you know what it's it's not that you spoke about that like i remember we had so I think that's more in the, in the afternoon too. Something like in more in the other area. And the lady, she didn't want the cops to come in at all. Like the mom was laying on this bed. There's no roof on the top. She's like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's amazing to, to and, and you know, it's not even a matter of, of judging when you go into some of these these apartments is I, I could not imagine that people could could live like this yeah yeah anyway, it's, yeah you had a the other day Pete. <laughs> was it better than you want in the park um and you know how you can remember your patients because you've been you've been on the same unit for so long. Yeah. Seeing the same people complaining of the same nonsense. Yeah. And then something real. So we're going out and I'm like, oh, we got a job on the penthouse. So my partner is like, um, the text says doctor's office is calling. This is a Sunday, mind you. Yeah. Um the defibrillator went off 10 times and mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 times and they're trying to reach 
the guy and there's no answer. Maybe he's dead. Yeah. So my partner goes, so if the if the if the if the defib is not working, we're gonna give Amio? And I'm like, um no. We you know, we can try ours first. Don't 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 do Yeah. Oh no, it's uh -oh. gone. Hold on, hold on. You got to go back to the end. I know, Janelle, we lost you. We heard about you'll try yours first and then it caught it like. Right, right, Because I'm telling him, sorry, because I'm, you know, I'm telling him, I'm like, well, you, you wouldn't think medication if, if mechanically it's not working. We're not going to go with medication first. Because yeah. I guess in his head, he's trying to run the protocol. Yeah. And 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 all this stuff and i'm like no we we'll try ours our monitor first but anyway we're going up and i'm like oh i know this guy and he's a big guy so we might have to call for fire to like move him around and stuff like that so we're, go <laughs> we're going into the house and i'm like don't put my bags down please <laughs> so you can imagine we walk in and this guy is like slouch to his right and it's same guy same guy. I didn't even remember the apartment. I didn't remember the guy's name. But for some reason, you're pulling to the job and I'm like, oh, this is this guy. And, and he's mentally not all the way there either. The guy slouched over and I had to discuss it with, you know, my regular partner. I was like, why was his fingers all black? Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, he was, he was dead a couple of days. Mm. And, you know, and the, the, the thing is, when we pulled up, we knocked, whatever, this guy came to the door. And he's like, no, we didn't call. He closed the door. So me being me, <laughs> I'm like, um, somebody else called. Do you have somebody else living here? Like a doctor's office call. We mm -hmm. need to get her again. And he goes to the mother and asks, did you call? So I'm like, listen, we're not leaving. I'm going to call the cops. Somebody else yeah. living here. The guy was in there dead. Dead. And a couple of days. Is that their all, all like, um, I had to, I had to ask Roman because I couldn't imagine. I'm like, why, why did it look like frost bitten? Oh, so yeah. he was like, no, he was, he was already decomposing because I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't go all the way in. So we get, we get shots, we get stabs, well, I guess more, more, um, Dwayne. Cause you know, you know, our little nice unit, we don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but we get there and, 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 and we left that one and went to a hanging. Oh. Five oh to five, God. five to five. This was all in one tour. Wow. On a Sunday? On a, on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we do our best work on Sunday. So. Know, Sundays are busy for whatever reason for us. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's like you could have nothing on a Wednesday, nothing, nothing on a, a Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, it gets yep. a little, a little up. Like you guys come in and you say, "Oh, we had thirteen jobs." I'm like, "Oh, I slept all morning," and then Sunday <laughs> could be like back to back to back. Yeah. You never yeah. know what you're coming into. Yeah. And, and I'm tired of hearing about them sleeping all day. Like you can't. <laughs> what you say? Huh? <laughs> what you say, Dwayne? I can't hear you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these 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 things so and more so now than ever. You never know what you're you're going into. They give you one one description, and I was telling him, I'm like, you okay? It's fine to run your protocols, you know, but you yeah. Wanna, there's no guarantee that that's the, the project door <laughs> in case you have to run out, you know, but I think we get just about the same, but we just get it less than you guys. It's, it's, it's different clientele during the day. So, yeah. You know, you guys get like the, the schools, you can have that. The dialysis uh-huh. centers, you can oh, have oh, that. Oh, thank God schools are closed. Thank God. Yeah. Why? What, what's wrong with school jobs? How about that one on Bushwick, where, um, where, where you always have the, the office on the, the, the fifth floor that's actually the seventh floor? What? Yeah. Which one is that? That big yeah. one by yeah, the library? One, okay. yes. yeah. I don't know. Why Why do you have to nurse on the top floor? And there's no elevator either. Exactly. No. Exactly. No. no yeah. all, none of, of those schools, schools were built like 100 years ago. My son's school was like that. Like, they'd be like, oh, the first graders are on the fifth floor. And it's like, what? So anytime it was like a parent-teacher conference, I'm walking up five flights of stairs. Like, <laughs> They better so, Zoom me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's been nice to have Zoom yeah. meetings. But now in his new school, I think there's only two or three floors. It's like yeah. a pretty small school. I wonder who they, how, how did they get these school nurses? Like, some of them are just. They were nice and, and, and slim back in the day. <laughs> yeah. That's it, I guess, right? Kids were. They should be near city walking up all them stairs. I know. The school jobs, though, they're always, that's the stuff that I never liked. Like, you get a job for uh, a cardiac, or you get a job for an EDP, and it's like a six-year-old who's having a bad day, and the school nurse can't, you know, contain the kid or something, and and then that's what they're calling for. And I'm like, this is, you know, you're, you're causing this kid a lot of, like, trauma by making him go by ambulance without a parent to the hospital because he's having a bad day and his behavior. I'm not saying like, there's obviously in some high schools, it's a little different, but you know, like a seven-year-old who- no, The little like kids put up the- Oh, you were, who were we with? We had a kid who was like 10 and like he destroyed the house and everything. So the cop, we get there and the cops are like, um, you're gonna have to sedate this kid. I'm like, sedate this kid? What are you talking no, about? we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did my normal dad voice and I scared him. I scared him onto the. I didn't want to. I put we put him on the chair because we were gonna have to drag him out and it wasn't yeah. gonna look good. So we put him on the chair and the kid was fine. And then we're going to the the kid's calm and we're going to the hospital. And then the mom starts twerking the kid up. I'm like, yeah. well, I see who the problem Why is. Here. Happening, yeah. You know. So I I worked BLS one day um, with Lopez. Uh, like George Lopez and we went to a school and the kid like when we walked in there the administrator of the school like so the principal or whatever was literally screaming come in here oh my god we need help like screaming at the top of her lungs and the school safety like police whatever was like literally blocking the door with her body so he wouldn't run out and the nurse was like screaming and we both went in there and we were like all right calm down like you have to go outside and the principal was like excuse me i'm you know i'm the administrator and it was like yeah you're yelling like you're screaming like yeah. you're actually making it impossible for us to actually do our job. and so she went outside 
And then the the guard or whatever, the security, like, let him sit instead of blocking his exit. And, like, we were able to walk this kid out to our ambulance and everything was fine. I mean, he this was his first day at this new school. And it was, like, the fourth school he'd been in, you know, in, like, three months or something. And they, right away, they'd gotten all his paperwork. So they knew, oh, he's a troubled kid. He has problems. And that's exactly how they proceeded with this kid. And I'm like, so you created the problem. Okay, good to know. All right. And like, that was it. Now we were taking him to the hospital so his mom could pick him up. And I was like, I felt so bad for this kid. I'm like, he literally has no friends in the school. And then you pull him out of class, like right off the bat to like make this like whacked out scene that an ambulance is coming. So now his mom's going to have to probably put him in another school because now he's the weird kid that an ambulance had to like come and collect him, you know? I think I think half of the time they, they don't realize this labeling and, and these putting these these babies on medications and stuff when sometimes they need a certain talking. Sometimes it's just like it's it's other stuff, you know, just No, are you saying you want to take over parenting for some of these kids? <laughs> <laughs> they need to come to Janelle's house. Yeah. Pardon? Did they need to come to Janelle's house of uh, Barbados parenting? Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, we we, we, we we look sternly. <laughs> I'm scared of Janelle. The first time she and I did a job together, I was like, I like Janelle so much. I like her cute voice, this and that. Then we had like a patient who like did not say the right thing. And suddenly Janelle was like, uh, oh, this is angry Janelle and I'm scared now. And I, I have reason to be, but now I'm terrified. I was like, oh, she means business. Like <laughs> right away. <laughs> But that angry Janelle, just you know. Sure. Sure, Janelle. These kids at home don't pay no attention no more. They're like, uh, she's just being her. <laughs> uh, are you still at the hotel or are you back home again? Me, I'm not home. I, oh. I just left, I left the station. So I went to um the supermarket over there. I had a, a doctor's appointment on this side. Oh my god. Traffic. I left I left from that side and then I had to go like get paperwork. So I said, Oh, let me do this go to the supermarket over here. Yeah. But I forgot the traffic. Yeah. And the NIE after. It's just oh, horrible. Man. I know, and it's what is today? Oh, today's a weekday. I keep thinking it's like the weekend because it's our weekend. But it's a yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, I, I had some traffic going home today. I like I went into Brooklyn to Target and then I had to go pick something up from someone who lives by the station. And then when I was coming home, I was like on Myrtle. Like it had me taking Bushwick to go from Erskine Street. And I'm like, yo, what is going on here? And it was just like bumper to bumper. And yeah. I did not stay on Bushwick or Broadway. I like cut across on, I don't know. What is it? Hancock. This is the only thing. I, I think about moving, moving like Jersey or something. Then it's like, oh, I'm going to sit in this. Yeah. I know. I don't know, how people, I don't know how you guys do it during the day and then coming home in this. I don't know. How you That's do one it. thing for us. Like we never at work, once it is past 8 p.m., there's like no traffic. So our ambulance, I mean, unless it's a Saturday night. And, mm-hmm. you know, recently because of COVID, it hasn't been that wild, but a Saturday okay. night going over the Williamsburg is, like, not great. But otherwise, mm-hmm. for us, we don't really hit traffic, you know? 
we take patients anywhere, you know, we like go to any hospital and You mean like, to the, the, the V what you call it? Um Dwayne? Oh the VA? VA. Went to the VA last last night. Okay. Last night. Yeah. Winter, Manhattan. No, no, we went to Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, that's far. I, I thought that was Staten Island. But. It's almost, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much Staten Island. It is far. Yeah. yeah. It's like right by the Verrazano, right? It's like yeah. right under it or something. Yeah. Oh, that. that place is nice. Like, I wish I was. Everybody talks about the VA so and it's like, so, so bad. I'm going to get a job there. I was telling Dwayne last night, I'm going to get a job there and come do three days a week. I'm not going. I'm not going to Woodhall. I'm gonna to go to the. Yeah. There was nobody there. Oh. Yeah, like they how had like four patients. Mm -hmm. Every fun. Yeah, just be glad team. you guys don't have that one nurse. I'm not. Oh. You're gonna think. I'm gonna think the nurse that I'm thinking of, and be glad that you guys are on nights and you don't have her. So. Yeah. Well, you might have seen her last Where? night at, Wood night? at yeah. Woodhall. Oh. Oh, there was a message in the group text. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we waited. 50, 50, five, minutes. Zero. 50, minutes. 50 minutes with a heart failure patient whose blood pressure was like 100 over oh, 60. No. Yeah, because she had to triage like a drunk guy for, you know, 40 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And God forbid, I like both of went over her head to different nurses to talk to them and like even the nurse manager and they were like oh we're short staffed that's all you know gotta wait what I, sometimes when it's it's like that i just break the little corner i let them know what i have you know due to respect but i break the little corner and go to critical yeah, yeah well that's what i tried well, we to do tried I was in critical yeah, yeah. And I talked to the nurse in there, and he was yeah. like, oh, I can't, you got to deal with her because I'm, I'm doing stuff in here. So then he went to the nurse manager, who I like, and she's also cool. And she was like, I'm sorry, we're short-staffed. Like, that's it, you know? I was like, wow. Yeah, we were pulling up the other night, and the line, it was like a late call. And we're pulling up, and there's like five ambulances there. And I'm like, hey, you want to go to the other hospital? And the guy's like, no, I want to go here. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and 40 minutes later, he's like, can we go to the other hospital? Like, well, no, now we're in here, you know. I think sometimes they do that because they don't want to be in triage, which I couldn't, I couldn't honestly see an issue sitting there all night triaging instead of running around with 10 different patients. Yeah. You got to yeah. medicate this one. You got to go do this one. You got to do back this. Yeah. So we had a patient one, one morning, right? It, it was it was kind of beginning to beginning of the, the tour and it came over as a seizure when we got there seizure unconscious when we got there the um the lady said the guy they were having intercourse and he came and he like had some kind of seizure like activity he's good and stopped breathing Oh no. So she had to she had to resuscitate. She had to do compressions and she had to put ear in his mouth. And I'm like, okay, this guy, okay, he's he's complaining of severe headache. When we got there, he was a slightly AMS, but not not even in five minutes. He was talking, he was anal times four, able to tell us what was going on, screaming of severe head pain. EKG was a little tacky. Mm -hmm. um blood pressure obviously was um 
hypertensive. Only, only medical history was, you know, high blood pressure and smoking marijuana. So I get there straight away. I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy might have had a bleed or yeah, you know, some, yeah some the worst headache and all that shit. So I get there, and I'm telling the nurse he has full seizure history. He, this is what happened. Now he's complaining of severe head pain, like he needs to go to critical. So we stay there. She's like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna check him, bring him over here, this and that. I'm like, um, I think we really need to, no, she didn't even let us bring him in the room. She left, left him outside. We change him over to his, to their stretcher, whatever. And 15 minutes pass. And now the guy is vomiting. Wow. That's how vomiting. And I'm like, you, you he needs to go inside. She's like, oh, I'm going to sign for you. Do you know the next day she said to me, oh. She saw me. She was like, "I was looking for you." He had a bleed. I said, "I was talking badly about you." <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. The guy was intubated and sent upstairs. Wow. I knew it. So sometimes it's like they get so complacent with the drones and yeah. and every other thing that comes in every day, and it, it's it's and and it's another overnight person. Hmm. <laughs> interesting mm. i i gotta tell you when it comes down to stuff like that i write that in my pcr like i that <laughs> last night i wrote i said we waited in triage for over 45 minutes you know mm -hmm. da, da, da. because a lieutenant who's now a captain told me years ago that when it was like green and white days i think he had a patient that had gotten jumped or whatever and he was complaining of like side pain and all this stuff and he had rigidity and they thought he had like a ruptured spleen. Uh -huh. So they brought him to the hospital, they were BLS and they told the nurse that that's what they suspected. And they put him yeah. in a corner and then yeah. he died. And no yeah. one even noticed that he died uh -huh. until later. And then the family tried to sue everybody and the hospital basically deferred to the fire department or health and hospitals, whatever he it was. He wrote it in his PCR. He wrote it in his PCR. Wow. Yeah. Like, let the nurse know this is what I suspected. And back then, that's when you were writing your presumptive diagnosis at the bottom yeah. of the PCR. So I always document if if there's like some ridiculous triage time, yeah. I document it because I'm not going to be the one to get in trouble. I told you what I thought this was. Yep. And if you want to yeah. leave me sitting here for 45 minutes with someone who is having a seizure or a stroke, or that's on you. Like I, I did my job, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Hold on, I got a question. Hold on, I got one for Dwayne. So, Dwayne, the last time we talked to you, you started to tell us a story about a hipster who was intoxicated and jumped off of a fire escape and ripped his skin off his hand. You were with Kelly. That, 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 was, that was a very long time ago, yeah. Um, so he was... He was... Hold on one second, sorry. Yo, how many man caves you have, bro? Right. How many man caves do you have? None. What are you talking about? Stop, you got a garage. <laughs> you got, it looks like you got a basement. A Shit. bar. A bar in the yeah. outside garage. An outside bar. Like, I know. Hey, Dwayne's living the best life over there. <laughs> so yeah, the the hipster, the hipster, he was wasted, very very drunk. He went out on the fire escape to smoke. 
Uh, I don't know how you can lock a window, but I guess he went out and the window was locked. So I guess in, in Williamsburg, you know, some of the apartment buildings, they have, he was like on a fourth floor, fifth floor. There was like a wall, uh, a, a brick fence, I guess, that okay. was separated from, separating the apartment building from the warehouse that was next in the back of it. So he figured he can jump from the fire escape onto that brick wall, which was about two flights down. Oh my God. <clears throat> totally wasted. So he, he's standing on the, this is how he described it. Of course, I didn't see how he jumped or whatever. We just got there and the end result of him on the floor. <laughs> but um, he says that he was standing on the rail of the fireplace and tried to jump down two flights to the, to the brick wall. As he jumped, he realized it might have been a bad idea so he tried to <laughs> back at the same time what <laughs> so when he reached back there must have been some kind of shards from the, from the hey, fire yes. and it it it, it <gasps> didn't totally deglove him but it like the inner part of his forearm all gone so, oh no so we get there and we didn't even see that he had his shirt wrapped in his arm wrapped in the shirt and uh it was like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'll just go home. I'll, I'll sleep it off. Don't worry about it. It's, it's so we, we take off the shirt and the, the flap of skin is all out there. And you ever seen uh, Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could see all the, the, yeah. the mechanisms on the inside. So oh does my that. God. The ligaments and everything on the inside. I'm oh. like, no, sir. You, you really need to go to the hospital, sir. Wow. Totally you rewraps his arm. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. He literally had to get the cops involved. They didn't want to put the cups or touch them or nothing because yeah. it was a place. But, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty bad. Wow. It's crazy what alcohol can do to you, you know? I don't know. Like, I guess when they're out in the Midwest, like they climb trees and shit. So they think fire escapes and, and gutter pipes, you know? They're going to hold you the same gonna way. They're going to hold you. Like you climb up. Oh, I left my keys. I'm going to climb up the, uh, the tree in the back. Mm -hmm. in the back and then I fall mm -hmm. it's just it's funny that like I don't know I mean I you know I, not not recently but like when I was younger I got like pretty wasted quite a few times and like you know you might not know everything that's going on but I don't think I would ever have sustained such an injury and like gone home you know or like thought like I'm fine you know like I don't get that like we had a guy one time when I was with Elwood like we were working together and um, I just told you this the other day. And like the guy was riding his bike at like 530 in the morning. It was oh. like we had just started our shift. And he, this woman stopped at a red light and he basically hit the back of her car and his face went through her back windshield. Oh. And um, when we got there, like his entire face, like the head was like, you know, that circle was through her windshield. There's blood everywhere. And he was bleeding. And he was adamant that he was not going to the hospital. And we were like, sir, you're not in trouble. Like, you really have to go to the hospital. Like, your face is bleeding. He's like, it wasn't me. That's not me. I didn't do that. She's a liar. I'm like, sir, like, it's very obvious that you did do that. Your bicycle is destroyed. You know, your face is destroyed. And your face is, like, in the back of her windshield, you know. And he was like, don't touch me. And then he started screaming like he had AIDS. And we were like, yeah, that's fine. You know, like, not a problem. And then he threatened us with spitting AIDS into our faces. <laughs> and, uh, and the cops just looked like so freaked out. And then Elwood ended up like tackling him and, and we got him to the truck. Yes, he did. But then his main complaint when we got to the hospital 
was where was my bike and I was like oh the cops have it and he had like a little you know like a little bodega black grocery bag like one of those plastic bags he must have had it on the handlebars and he was like yo where's my bag and I'm like I I don't know sir and he's like my empanadas were in there you stole my empanadas uh, I was like I assure you not steal your empanadas but that was uh that was like his main complaint he was just trashed he was that drunk that he was like yo just let me go home I'm good like wow. you're, gonna, you're gonna die in your sleep like, hey guys, I'm a, I'm, wifey's calling me for for dinner. So, um, if you guys are still here when I when I'm done, I'll come right back. All right. Okay. Bye. 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 How far do you live? Oh my god. Where are you going? I actually live 20 minutes away from the station, but in um, I I I guess this is rush hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rush hour extends from like four to eight in New York, you know? Yes. Four, maybe three. Yeah, seriously. This no, were is... you in the truck when the when the hipster rode into the ambulance? Was that you or was that who was that? <laughs> we actually I don't even know if there was um an Asian guy. We took we took somebody to Elmhurst, so we were on, on our way back and I'm driving and I feel like this this oh and like the, the vehicle moves. Oh my God! Did that a car hit us? <laughs> so now we're looking in the um, we're looking in the like the backup camera, and this aging guy comes around the side in the uh, like, in on a bike, and he was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I said, "Did you hit us?" Oh my God! He's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Well, oh, are you okay?" <laughs> I felt it. If only my body could handle this for, for the years that it takes, but this, the things we see. It's just entertaining. You know what I mean? It like, is. It's a fun got, job. There's so many people like so angry and stuff, but it's like, if you really look at it and you pull the entertainment factor out of this, yeah. you know, you have a good partner, you just have fun with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Your day can go so smoothly if that's what makes it important. Yeah. Yeah. You can get on a job where you don't have to. I remember because I was BLS, I want to say two years before I actually even thought of. Um, can you guys see me? Yeah. Before I, can I even see. thought about ALS. And we went to a job in Bushwick. It was an abandoned house and everything was sealed up. The door was sealed up. There was like a, a padlock on the, on the, I guess it's the thing to go, the gate. Yeah. The gate to go in the basement. So the job came over. Apparently, one of the friends found this lady. They all was living in this abandoned house, mind you. The first floor was like three floors. The first floor was covered in like filth. Ah. thrown all over the place the second floor now you couldn't believe it was the same house mm. like the lady had her room decked out and everything mm. but she went into the bathroom and shut up and um i guess like passed out so she went into an arrest went into arrest and we were back backing up three seven victor i remember it like yesterday mm. And this job was so smooth. Like, 
they didn't have to talk. One person was handing the other person this thing, and then they what? It was like the job was so quiet. You couldn't mm. imagine that it was a cardiac arrest. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. And I was, I actually ran into the guy, the one guy left and went to fire, and the other one now is a, a nurse at Waikwa. Mm. And I was telling him again about the job. He's like, I don't, I don't remember. I was like, but I, I remember because you guys placed that lasting impression on me. And wow. now I feel like I've found that that partnership with the partner that I have now. Don't mind sometimes you're a little angry, man, but we, we mm-hmm. work. We, you know, we flow. Even with Dwayne. Even with my overtime buddy. You know, you have to have that. That makes the job all the better. That you don't have to be. It's already stressful. I was talking to my, my firefighter friend the other day, and she was telling me, and this she learned from the fire side, because, you know, they have, they, they've been had the counseling, they've been had, you know, the time out for, for stress, which that's another, that's another story for another time. She mm-hmm. said that we are even higher on the, the PTSD level than um, military people. Then people mm-hmm. who have actually been in a war, seen someone's head blown off. We EMS are actually on a higher rank with PTSD. And and you know, this this I don't know if you guys know what you're doing when when you were doing when you started this, but it's important for people to understand what we do. And, and and the general population really don't. I think with, with COVID, it, it enlightened some people a little bit more. But the idea that um, people can actually see these, these podcasts and, and see the pictures and, and hear the, the little reports, you guys, the little reports. You know, <laughs> informative <laughs> scenario-based reports. Yeah. It's important for people to know because maybe sometime down the line it'll be better paid. It'll be better um health benefits. I'm not saying that what we have now isn't better than what they started with. Yeah. But it's important that it's it's brought out there that people know because a lot of EMS are killing themselves. Yeah. You come out the truck and you die of a stroke, a heart attack because he, we eat badly, we in a rush, we sit all day, you know, and then high stress to, with some of these calls and stuff, you know, it's, anyway, you guys are doing a very good job. Aw, thank you. Know. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, yo, like out West and some of the, the pay rates that we're hearing that people are getting paid. I can't hardly. The work that they have to do. It's, it's crazy. I can't what? hear you. Oh, oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? No? You gotta speak up, it's Peter. Like, like oh. Sorry. Could you hear me? There we go. Can you hear us? Uh oh. I can hear you, but it's still kind of, you know, I'm going like a hundred miles an hour here. Well, stop driving that fast. You're not late for work. So, <laughs> yeah, like, yo, like, there's some yeah. places. They're only paying medics, you know, like fourteen dollars an hour and stuff. Could you imagine that? 
Oh, wow. You know, so EMTs that are making like nine bucks an hour. Like, that's just crazy, you know? And they work for busy systems that are doing EMS and transport. So you're doing an EMS job, and then in the interim, you know, you're running the transport. Like, yeah. You know, I couldn't, we're just, we're lucky that we're still only doing EMS, you know? Yeah. So. I remember when I was a new EMT and I worked at a private company up in Poughkeepsie and it was the same thing. I was doing 911, but I was also doing transport. So it was a busy day. Like your day was, you know, you'd go on like a two and a half hour long transport call and then you'd go straight to like a 911 call. And I had gotten off of like maybe a 16 hour shift and I went to put gas in my car. And at the time, I think I was making $9 an hour. And uh, I went to get gas and they had a help wanted sign at the gas station. And I think they were paying like $9.50 an hour for a gas attendant. And I, I like left and I like cried in my car because I felt like the kind of stuff that I was seeing in like a 16 hour shift and doing. And I was like, I could just kind of hang out and like be a cashier, which I was years ago, you know, and I, I was like, should I just do that? But it felt like, no, I want to do this and I want to like move ahead with this. But I felt like, man, like the kind of stuff that I see, like other people shouldn't see this stuff. You know, most people go their whole life without seeing a lot of the stuff we see. And I still, I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be. Like I used to have jobs that I'd go on and like my first instinct was like, oh my God, I totally don't want to do this right now. You know, um, because it's just so bad. Like you walk into some situations where it is so bad and everything inside of you is telling you to like run away from that situation yeah. because it's so Absolutely. awful. Um, but we can't, you know, like that's our job. So you just deal with it. And it's gotten better. I don't feel that as regularly. I usually feel more calm. I have a good partner. Yeah, exactly. And we are. And I, I used to think to myself sometimes on jobs, I'd be like, oh my God, I wish like another crew had this call because I don't want to do this. Like, this is so gross or so scary or so creepy. Or other calls where you're like, you know what? I'm glad I got this because I know that if somebody else got this, yes. it would have went totally different would have went south well that's the thing i think peter and i work well together and we definitely had some calls that maybe they didn't actually require like an als responder but they did require some compassion yeah some, someone to listen and i i think when we leave they're like oh thank goodness that was us like we took the time and we did that right and we got this person help yeah um, even though we didn't you know we didn't start a line we didn't use our heart monitor but we did the right thing yeah and that's worth more you know but um yeah i i mean it's you know to do this job and do it well it takes a lot of compassion and time and energy and, and experience i mean you know you can do this job fine after a year but it's when you have more years under your belt that you actually start to really do this job well you know yeah absolutely i i felt like um that first, <laughs> I remember. Uh oh. Oh no. I was it's... always an overnight person. Yeah. And can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yes, we okay. hear you. It skipped for a minute. Uh, I was always an overnight person, and I remember the captain came to me after, and, and <laughs> I have been blessed with senior medics, so I, I was glad that they didn't, um, you know, like how now they just pushing them with. With people that don't have the experience, don't 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 yeah. even care, you know. They're just here as a stepping stone to move on to the uh, the, the next place. Yeah. But um, 
I was glad. Say what you want. I had, I had senior medics, people with the experience. Even, even although John wasn't that senior of a medic, he knew his stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, like Steve. Oh, I missed him. Steve and um, Diego. <laughs> they knew. They knew. Um. Yeah, Diego just played a game. Yes. He played a game. Diego's, he was a lot smarter than he let on. Yes, yes, he so was. That, was. that was the funniest part about him. So, because everybody's like, oh, he's playing a game. He's, you know, he's not smart. And I'm like, hmm, I worked him a few times. Uh-huh. That's a, he, I'll tell you. He played um, a wicked game. Roman so. would say, Roman does the intonation, and Roman would be like, <laughs> um, Jay, how about you do this, this, this um, IV? Diego is the one who taught me like proper techniques to do IP. Yeah. And he knew his phone. I turned the light off. I'm, I'm actually home now. But um, I was saying all of this to say the, the captain came and he was like, um, so I know you you like the overnights and stuff. You want to go back? So I said, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not. He said, well, I said, well, I like you know the five to five not the early well at that time it was five to one i like the early mornings you go in early you get it over with and you go home Mm. and um he was like but you might get an intern i said and i will go out pregnant Ah. (laughs) i was like i was so terrified but you know when i felt more comfortable with my skills after that first um refresher Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times I was telling, even like I told Dwayne the other day and 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 um Leo, like you, it it comes because I I wasn't confident, you know you know what you're supposed to do, but half of the time you don't you don't get placed in that position where okay it's you go, you know. Mm-hmm. So as you said, Joel, it's 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 the time and the the time and the experience it adds the whole like off again for time and the experience it adds to it but this is this is an amazing job i imagine walking in and 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 somebody is unresponsive pulseless apneic and you go in there and not like i had this job i was at emt you go in there with some compressions and the 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 medics at the time they couldn't get they couldn't get a line they couldn't get a tool mm. but we shocked the guy <laughs> defibrillated the guy <laughs> and they they got a pulse and it was like go downstairs go get the stretch or whatever by the time they're bringing the guy down he is like sitting up and talking to them wow so imagine like seeing somebody dead yeah. dead yeah. absolutely out and then talking to you to me oh, Oh, there goes an ambulance. Uh-huh. To me, the refreshing, you know, this this is why I do this. This yep. is why I I go get a little scrape in my spine and come back to work the next day like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Because I I honestly, the pay sucks, but I like doing this. I like being the help. Yeah, so to say, you know. Yeah, and you don't you don't know what you're gonna do. You know what I mean, like. Every day is different. Where you're going to end up. You know, you're going to be dad. I, I don't know. I'm in the same neighborhood now for nine years. And you never yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And it's a job you can, be, you can be proud of. You know what I mean? It's a job that you can feel good about doing because 
um, it is something that needs to be done for humanity in general. I mean, not to be so like, you know, deep or whatever, but I feel like deep. we need, you know, we need doctors, we need uh, paramedics and EMTs. Like we need to treat sick people and care for injured people. And like, we do that. So I don't know, like you can go home and be proud that you have a good job at the end of the day, mm-hmm. an important job, you know? Yep. Do we lose you now? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. She might have gone in the house. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen you in like a day. So me? Yes. I know. It's been uh, 20. I'm ready to go back to bed. I'm like, Peter, it's been 10 hours or something. <laughs> back to bed. Oh, hello there again. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I was calling. I'm home, so I'm calling her to come get the, the bags. I know. I'm sorry. I realized when you said you were home, I'm like, you probably have a bunch of groceries to take in and everything. Um, and I don't know why. I'm so used to the, the, the old, where I lived before, you just walk off the street and through the sidewalk and I'm on the first floor. Now I have to walk like a block. Oh, man. But you have a parking spot. That's really the question. Um, I have a parking spot, but you have to pay for the parking spot. So I pay right. I, I stay right in the street. But like I can spot. come home now. So unlike unlike Brooklyn, I can come home at three o'clock in the morning and, and find parking. Which is lovely. Yes, but. Uh, what are you doing coming home at three o'clock in the morning, Janelle? So last night we stayed. I know. Uh huh. only working. <laughs> it wasn't too bad though last no, night. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, the other night. Yo, we had this. We had an anaphylactic the other day. The dude was like a lobster, and basically by the time we got to the hospital, his hives and you the carrier was down. He wasn't wheezing, and he was yes. like, "Thank you." Like that's. I don't know. That's Meanwhile, what- Jules was saying you had one before and. So that well. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, uh, okay, I I was here. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Can live to see another day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Every day we learn something new about this entire system that we work in. Absolutely. So, every day Absolutely. there's something there's something new with, you know, the dispatch protocols and you know why they send what they send. And there, there's always something new. There's so many little nuances. <laughs> to the New York City system that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy, like you ask one lieutenant and they don't know, then you ask another one and they could tell you this. So it's like, you have to pull all this information from all these different sources. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, but it's fun, it's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have well, you, should, you should do this more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I know. a lot of fun people, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe we can get some of our BLS to to call in. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that would be nice. Like, uh, I wish uh, we could record in the kitchen. Uh, uh, that would be epic because there's some good, there's some good shit that goes on in there. I know, but how? Okay. It's like it would have to be in between shifts, and how does that work? It's like you folks are leaving when we're coming in, you know. And 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 some. Some censorship would have to occur. I know. <laughs> but, um, That's the toughest part. Is like you're like, oh, I got to tell this story, but it's like, I can't. 
tell it this way so we get to leave out like certain details yeah. of the story and that's that's like the toughest part you know and that's why i think a lot of people don't want to talk to us or whatever because like we're all still on the side you have to give like just enough information to not get in trouble mm -hmm. you know? so that's like no i did not kick his ass i, <laughs> I didn't you know so <laughs> Oh, hi, Julia. Oh, your favorite. <laughs> Hello. This hi. is Peter's clone. Yeah. <laughs> She's a four. Yeah. She's a four. She's a four. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hello. You all ready for bed? No. no. <laughs> ice cream? Hmm? Ice cream? No. What? We don't we didn't buy ice cream today. Oh. Oh. Oh look. Say hi. I'm making me carry all those heavy bags, it's not very nice of her. Oh my Brings the bags and she. Aussie Dewey. Aussie Dewey. If my child would carry bags and not make such a fuss, he'd be carrying more bags himself. But right. walking up to the fourth story, he acts like he's carrying like his weight in groceries. It's heavy. It's heavy. It is heavy. Are you guys gonna end? Should I call you? Should I, I call in again or? If you'd like, I mean, my son's probably gonna call in like twenty minutes. Right. Say good okay. night. We'll, yeah, we'll wrap it up because I gotta go eat dinner. I'm dying. Oh, okay, and I have to go cook dinner. So it was Good. nice talking Thanks to you. Thanks for coming on there. Hello, Janelle. Jane's eating dinner. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Rush the Bus podcast. Thanks for staying on for the whole time. And we hope that you subscribe. Like. Like us. Tell your friends. Go on Instagram. Yeah. Do all the things. Thanks. Bye. Go rock the bus behind the 744 Gates Avenue on 760 Gates Avenue.